What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got a, a double episode coming out today. Uh, Brad Spiel, we're a PFF, will be in his weekly spot. We'll be talking a lot of Zach Wilson and a lot of the a lot of the crazy stuff, uh, you know, following a pretty disappointing loss to the Jets on, on Monday. Good to get a nice preview into Jets Raiders as we kind of start to look towards uh, another primetime matchup. Uh, Mo Morton, Bleacher Report, Silver and Black Podcast. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, you know, happening for Mo. Mo, how are we doing today, man? Doing pretty good. I'm hoping to continue to ride this high that the Raiders are riding, as you may have saw, cigars in the locker room after a win. So a lot to be happy about if you're a Raider fan. Big game against the Jets coming up Sunday night. Yeah, let's let's kind of get into what's going on with the Raiders. Um, I thought it was a team kind of going into the year. You know, McDaniels, you know, I know there's a lot of the rumors that he would have gotten fired last year. There was not enough cash. And, you know, they let their car go. There was all that drama. And, I, I, yeah, what are you like? What's going on? I mean, obviously, again, last week they beat a Giants team. that's terrible. And Antonio Pierce is the head coach now and all this crazy stuff. But, like, what's going on the last uh, three or four months here to get us to, you know, where we're at? Man, well, when I say it's been I, it's been a whirlwind of events, I mean, you go from getting embarrassed on Monday night. First of all, the Raiders had a team meeting after they got embarrassed by the Bears in week seven. <laughs> Players and coaches unload on Josh McDaniels, basically let him have it because he wasn't taking accountability for a lot of the losses. Then you go into Monday night, you get embarrassed again on the national stage against the Lions. It's a playoff team, but still, you don't look competitive. Jimmy G looks awful. He's throwing interceptions. Then Tuesday, you fire your head coach, your general manager, and your offensive coordinator. So it's clear that Mark Davis wanted to divorce himself from the Patriot way. Mick Lombardi came from the Patriots coaching tree. As you know, Josh McDaniels comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And Dave Ziegler comes from the Patriots organization. You promote Antonio Pierce to interim head coach. Part of that is because the players believed in him and felt like he was a good leader of the locker room. Mark Davis admit that he didn't know much about Antonio Pierce because Antonio Pierce came from Arizona State as a defensive coordinator for two years. Doesn't have much of a coaching resume outside of being, I believe, a, a high school head coach. And then again, as a defensive coordinator at Arizona State, then he was a linebackers coach for one and a half years with the Raiders. So you, Mark Davis really didn't know what he was getting. But after that win, I know it's against a terrible, awful Giants team that can't move the ball with Tommy DeVito in for Daniel Jones and Torres ACL. But you saw the new energy. You saw how that translated on the field. Not only did the Raiders' offense score more than 21 points for the first time this season, the defense racked up eight sacks. So he provided energy to the entire team, and you can see that permeate in the locker room, and that's a good sign for the Raiders. Is Antonio Pierce the guy for the full-time position? We'll find out. It comes down to the bottom line. He has to win a lot of games. We have to see player development for him to get that job. But it's a step in the right direction from what the Raiders were under Josh McDaniels. Yeah, there. You could just tell the the uh, what's it called? Um, you know, I don't know what the, the juju around the team, uh, whatever <laughs> yes. it was, it was just horrible. Um, you know, on a weekly basis, it felt like you know, not getting Devontae Adams involved is. Uh, Crazy Hunter Runfro went from a guy who got a big time extension to Josh McDaniels comes in and he just doesn't play. Um, Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing last year and was basically non-existent for the first seven weeks. Um, what what do you make of Aiden O'Connell? Um, I think a lot of people liked him in the preseason. People liked him coming out of the draft. Obviously, we'll see Aiden O'Connell Sunday night. Jets defense is made probably for the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL look pretty horrible this year. Um, is there any hope for Aiden O'Connell on Sunday? Because it feels like it was really cool they aired it out against the Giants and threw a bunch of deep balls. If you do that against the Jets, um, you think you're playing right into their hands. So, what, I mean, the Jets, I think, 
last three weeks, I just looked it up and I was going to tweet this out earlier. They're, they're averaging giving up 3.8 yards per play, which is uh, very good. If anyone wasn't wondering, that's a half yard per play better than anybody else in the NFL. Like, what do you make of this matchup for uh, the young quarterback in his third start? Now, Will, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I wrote in a betting column that'll drop on Thursday that it's going to be the a battle between ground attacks. I think both teams are better off running the football. And I think that's especially for the Reds because you talked about the, the Jets, the secondary. You know, White, Jordan Whitehead can get three interceptions in a game. We saw that in week one of the season against the Buffalo Bills. We all know what Sauce Garner is. A lot of people overlook DJ Reed, but that's a pretty – high-end cornerback duo that the Jets have. So I think it's going to, for Aiden O'Connell, I would say 150. You throw a lot of the underneath stuff to the tight ends and the running backs, but I don't see a lot going to the outside. Now, Devontae Adams is great, but again, he's going to have a, a pretty tough matchup with the Jets secondary. So, but Aiden O'Connell, I don't, I don't see spectacular numbers as long as he doesn't turn the football over. I think that's the big thing for him because when he had his first start against the Chargers, turned the football over three times. A lot of those were fumbles and we all know about the Jets pass rush. So he's got to be able to fill the pass rush and be able to either get the ball out or live the play another down and throw it away. But he cannot turn the football over and give the Jets short fields because I fear that Brees Hall could break loose for for a big run because that Raiders defense, that Raiders run defense, has struggled to contain ball carriers this season. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, Max Crosby's obviously, I think, a huge X factor in this game of, you know, the Jets offensive line has struggled at times. They have a quarterback who has one of the slowest, if not the slowest internal clocks I've ever seen uh, <laughs> in the NFL. So it's a, it's a pretty bad combo. And then obviously the play calling. Like, there's been a lot of problems. Again, it's not just that, but you're the most important position in football. It's interesting how other organizations, um, you know, it's everyone else's fault when it's and not Zach. But regardless, um, how does this matchup kind of work for this Raiders defense? Again, you mentioned it. You know, obviously first round pick Tyree Wilson. Max Crosby is obviously a, probably a top five defensive player in the league right now um, amid a very cringy uh, video on uh, Raiders socials earlier in the week. Not sure why they didn't, didn't take that one down. Maybe not, Maybe another take. Um, regardless, I know you don't have to comment on that, but it was, it was be better. Um, <laughs> what do you make of this matchup? I guess for this Raiders defense again, Zach Wilson and this offense were putrid last week. There's no question. They've been really bad for the last couple weeks. They seem to move the ball. They can't score in the red zone. And on third down, the Raiders defense, I feel like is not very good, but they've got some pieces that excite you. Obviously Max Cross being one of like, what do you make of this matchup? Cause it would probably suck if you're a Raiders fan knowing, oh, Zach Wilson's coming in. We should dominate this game. And then it could go the other way, which would be pretty insane. I See, I caution Raider fans to say, well, dismiss the Jets and, and Zach Wilson. Because I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I'm in New York City, so I've seen a lot of Jets games. Yeah. Zach Wilson has had some moments late in games where he'll make a big throw to put the Jets in position to either kick a field goal or score. So you can't discount him on that. But I will say with the Jets being last in red zone scoring and last in third down conversion rate, the Raiders have a chance to build their confidence if Zach Wilson makes a mistake. So if he if he holds on to the ball too long, if, if Billy Turner's out there against Max Crosby for whatever reason, it's going to be a problem for the Jets on their offensive side. But other than it has to be someone other than Max Crosby, and that's been the problem for the Raiders at parts this season. While the defense has made some incremental improvements from previous years, it has to be more than just Max Crosby because you know they're game planning to, to neutralize Crosby. So guys like Bilal Nichols at defensive tackle, Tyree Wilson, you mentioned the first round pick who's 
made some baby steps, had some had first surgery, so he missed a lot of the offseason. Raiders fans are hoping to see more from him in the second half of the season. This would be the game to do it, to apply some pressure and help out Max Crosby with that pass rush. So I ex- I also expect Patrick Graham. Now, he didn't do this in the first eight weeks. I don't know if this was a Josh McDaniels thing, but he sent more blitzes at the Giants. So we'll see how Zach Wilson handles the blitz. The Raiders were a lot more aggressive with sending pressure slot cornerback blitzes, linebacker disguise blitzes. So I expect to see more of that against the Jets and see how Zach Wilson handles that pressure. But again, it has to come from more than just Max Crosby, who had three sacks and eight pressures last week against the Giants. Yeah, and then I guess kind of the last couple of things here. Devontae Adams, obviously, in a lot of trade rumors, a lot of his own doing there, obviously. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as if he's he was quiet about his displeasure. Mm-hmm. I know he's put on a much better face the last week. I still think he's a Jet in 2024. I think a lot of people around the NFL think it's like a foregone conclusion. Is there anything that's going to take away from him not being a Jet? Like, I almost feel like at this point, the Raiders would have to, like, go on a little bit of a run here and be good. And even then, it just feels like it new, there's going to be a new GM. There's likely going to be a new head coach. Even if Antonio Pierce does a good job, I, I don't know if he – you know, we saw the Raiders a couple of years ago with Rich Versace and stuff. Like, they still didn't retain – you know, they still got rid of him even though he made the playoffs – Mm-hmm. It feels like that's a team usually you start to dump some of your veterans with bigger salaries you want to start over. And usually new GMs want to start with a, a fresh slate. Is Devontae a Jet in 2024 if you had to you know pick right now? And like what would prevent that even from happening, honestly? I, I honestly I've seen this a lot, and I've seen a lot of a lot of Jets writers say it. it's inevitable that he's gonna reunite with Aaron Rodgers again, you know, with the way Helen Lazard is playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I'll say this, and not just because I cover the Raiders and grew up a Raider fan. I I honestly think that he'll be a Raider in 2024 if if the Raiders show some progress. Now, if it bottoms out and and the Raiders win five games, I don't see that happening. But if if it looks absolutely horrible where he's looking ahead and saying, I'm on the other side of 30 and I want to win some football games and it's not going to happen here, then, yeah, the door is open for it. But if I'm a new GM coming in, if I'm a new head coach coming in, unless the Jets are offering me something I can't refuse, I I, I wouldn't want to trade Devonta Adams because I'm trying to build something. You have Devonta Adams on the other side of 30. You have Max Crosby in his prime. We'll see what happens with Josh Jacobs because he's going to be a free agent in 2024. But if I'm a head coach or GM coming in expecting to win, I'm keeping Devonta Adams because he's got to be part of the winning formula. So Jacoby Myers is there. He's been good, but he's a number two. Hunter Renfro is a, is a pretty good slot receiver. He's not a he's not a, a go to guy. So if you get rid of Devonte Adams, you got to replace that production. But I will say it's now been three four games where he's had modest production, and even with these wins, I'm sure he's gonna say, "Yeah, I'll take the W's over the big numbers." But what they're paying him. He wants to be involved. So I think it's important for the Rays in the second half of the season to make sure he gets the ball. Don't force it to him, but make sure he's involved and feels like he's part of a, a organization that's on the upswing and not stuck in mediocrity. Because if it's stuck in mediocrity or headed the other way in regression, then you open up the trade rumors and he could be out of there pretty soon. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Again, like you mentioned, I mean, look, there's definitely a possibility. He's a Raider in 2024. It's not as if... Uh... It's totally out of the window, but again, I just it feels like it certainly feels like he's everything's trending towards you know something different. What do you guys what do you think ends up happening on Sunday? Um, unfortunately, America is subject to uh two of the biggest fan bases and markets in the league, but at the same time, two teams that 
Um, I think there was a lot more juice to this game seven, eight weeks ago. Uh, what, what do we, what do you see happening on Sunday? I know it's only Wednesday. We don't know injuries and all these different types of things, but what, what do you kind of seeing happen on Sunday? Yeah, it's going to be a low scoring physical game. Again, I, I could see both quarterbacks throwing for under 150 yards in this one. And I could see both running backs rushing for over 150 yards in this one. So I, I think it's going to be low scoring. You'll get a you'll get a game in the teens, something like 17, 13. I'm not saying it's going to look as bad as that Jets and Giants game was a bunch of punting. You'll get a little bit more offense than that. But I think it's just going to if you're expecting, you know, big plays through the air, it's, it's just not going to happen. It could go either way. 17-13 will be my score for this game. But I think I, while the quarterback play is exciting, I think people can appreciate the, I guess, I want to say the desperation of the Jets. But if you're the Jets, you don't want to fall below 500 in a team that you're probably racing against for a wild card spot. And if you're the Rays, you're trying to keep that momentum going to get to 500. So I, I think this is going to be a tight game. And it could be four, three, four points either way. Even as I, I'm not just saying it's because I'm a Raiders guy, but I do, I do like, I honestly do like the Raiders and their energy in this one. And I've, again, I've seen a lot of Zach Wilson and I've seen the excuses made for Zach Wilson. No, he's not all the Jets problem. They have some offensive line issues too. I get that, but it Raiders defense is not great, but the way Zach Wilson is playing right now, if I'm, if I'm Robert Sala, right. And I know he said he doesn't want to, he's not going to consider bringing in Trevor Sidney. If I'm Robert Sala, you got to consider a switch at quarterback if Zach Wilson struggles. If they do that and the, and the Raiders have not prepared for another quarterback, the Jets have a chance. But if, if Zach Wilson goes out there and struggles and he's not showing any progress through the game, it could be a Raiders win. Yeah, I I'm, I just have no idea what to expect on Sunday. I know the Jets defense <laughs> will be really good. I know Max yeah. Cross will be really good. Yeah. I know Garrett Wilson and Devontae are really good. I know Josh Jacobs and Brees are really good. I, other than that, it's anybody, it's anybody's <laughs> guess. Um, yes. I would implore the Raiders to try to block Bryce Huff and uh, and Jermaine Johnson the way they're playing. But appreciate you obviously hopping on as always. Plug what you got coming coming up this week. I know you're uh, you're busy man with a lot of uh, a lot of things on your docket. Yeah. So Bleach Bleacher Report live. Uh, I'm actually going to have a silver and black blitz on my podcast with my co-host. Scott Branson before the game. I'll be on a couple of Jets podcasts. I'll be tweeting those out at Mo Moten on the X, talking, just breaking down the matchup. Because I, I know a lot of people don't notice, but I have a lot of Jets fans in my family. As, as I mentioned, I'm from, I'm in New York. So I got a lot of uh, Jets, Jets people going to Vegas to watch the game. A lot of Jets fans hitting me up over the recent couple of days saying, you know, Jets going to get the W. You'll find out. You should just join the Jets fan club over the Raiders fan club when you were younger, but a little friendly fire going on there, but Bleach Report live at Bleach Report. I'll have that up after, before and after the game. So I go live before the game for 15 minutes to talk about the inactives. And I go live after the game just to break down what happened and looking forward to what the Raiders will look like in the second half of the season. So it should be fun regardless of the Raiders or Jets win this one. Awesome. I appreciate it coming on the podcast. Again, this will be a double episode uh, coming out today. It'll be this episode, then an episode with uh, with Brad Spielberg as well later on. Appreciate everybody for listening. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.